Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Travi, Mullet, saw you guys came up. How are you guys doing today? Feeling peppish. How about yourself, Drew? I'm feeling real peppish. You know, we, we've been having this conversation in, uh, in some of these group chats, which, by the way, these group chats are so significant, in my opinion. And uh, here's Coach B. I think Coach B is coming fresh off of a podcast and hopping right in. Um, these group chats are awesome. And, you know, just in general, I got in, I got dropped into a group chat probably two or three months ago, and it was just a GM group chat. And, you know, we've had like a few of these Travi over the you know course of the two years that we've been in the space and various projects, various people that we meet and network with and connect with and build relationships with. And um, we might have had group chats, but it turned into like this trend and almost like this meta. And I got dropped into this GM group chat and I was in the first one. And then I also got added to the seventh one. And I'm like, damn, there's seven of these GM group chats where it's literally <laughs> you wake up and then everybody just spams GM and then that's pretty much it. And I just felt, it just felt like, um, it felt like one, you're able to connect with people, but two, it kind of just felt like this, uh, red velvet rope effect almost of like, damn, it feels pretty good to be in the first one. That's like so insignificant, but, um, that's just how I naturally felt. I was like, wow, it feels really good to be in the first one. It feels really good to be in one of these groups at all. And, um, I think that's kind of what it is. It kind of feels like, you know, you talk about echo chamber, and then you just like shrink that into even a smaller echo chamber. And uh, that's the couple of Pepe group chats that we're in, right? Or it's like, if we don't know what's going on, like a lot of people here work in IRL job or they're doing something throughout the day, uh, coaches training, you know, national championship winning teams. And it's good for him to be able to just like pop in and come to a group chat where people are talking about something and for him to get like a quick hit of what's what's happening, what's the news, are we up, are we down? Um, so these group chats are really cool. But Travi, when you ask about if I'm peppish or how I'm feeling, um, I feel peppish because I hopped into the group chat and <laughs> you know, we're pumping versus uh, the low that we're at earlier. And so um, I just I feel like those group chats are are complete alpha. And whether it's to connect with people, whether it's to um, you know air out some opinions and some some thoughts that you have and to get some feedback, uh, it's it's really great. The meta athletes one is incredible. It's you know it starts pretty early and ends pretty late, and uh, there's usually some good conversations that happen in there. But um, I'll shoot it around. Uh, Mullet, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Just uh, working, jumped in here to suck you guys out. Always love the Wednesday spaces. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we actually have uh, we have some good wins to share this week between the the project, the the brand. Uh, everything that we're doing in, in addition to other teams in the space that we uh, really respect. And um, it's incredible to be able to, to, to kind of honestly just team up in this fashion. So a few things we're going to announce, uh, but if anybody else wants to come up and share, we'll shoot around to everybody and just chat about what's going on in their world. Um, maybe share some wins. And um, I know uh, coach B you're just coming off a podcast. So I know that that was a nice win for you to, to be able to share your story a little bit and share a little bit about meta athletes. But uh, how are we feeling today? Happy Wednesday. I'm feeling peppish. I didn't know. Um, I don't know what you guys discussed already, but uh, yeah, feeling, feeling peppish and feeling, man, everything's just going well. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, things are good. There's, there's momentum, there's positivity. Uh, the weather's starting to get a little bit better. If you're in New England, it's been rainy and cold. And I think I was at my daughter's baseball game last night. I had to still wear a winter jacket. 
Um, so things are things are changing. Things are things are looking good. Uh, you can start to feel a little. I texted you earlier today. You could just start to feel like a little bit of momentum happening again, like in Web three. Like the vibes are really good. Um, people are happy. I mean, not everybody, but like there's 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 more people that are happy. I think you. I think we've we're starting to surround ourselves with really really high level individuals. Uh, you know, I think the the group chats, like you mentioned before, are are unbelievable uh, places to network, but places to to chat and connect and just have fun, and really you know, just kind of get your daily news of what's happening and, and any kind of updates. But yeah, just feeling really good, like everything's going well. Um, you, know, you know, training is going really well as well with teams. But yeah, it's just you know, there's no complaints. But like anything that I think if anybody's heard me for long enough, I think you can you can choose to see whatever it is you want to see. Like if you want to choose to see the positivity, then then you're always going to find the positive and you're going to find the good things and things. And if you choose to see the negative, then you're always going to find the negative things. And, you know, um, I think I always want to bring it back to Pepe right now because that's the current mood. But, um, you know, things were a little a little hairy earlier today and, you know, things were going down. And but I think the vibes are still good and everybody's still still being positive. And there's there's some good news this afternoon. You start to see some green candles and everybody's feeling peppish again. So. Uh, I think we've all, I think anybody who's in Pepe has been trying to find the positive and see the positive and, and it's been, the vibes are fun. The vibes are, the vibes are elite right now. I'm going to say that. Everything's good. Yeah. I love that coach B there's uh you know, we, we always chat about the perspective and, and having the, you know, the right lens to, uh, just experience life in. And, um, part of it is also, uh, who we're surrounding ourselves with too. Right. And, um, it can be good and bad because we always hear like, you know, you don't want to be stuck in the echo chamber. You want to be open-minded and you want to have perspectives flowing in to um, help you take that neutral standpoint. But um, I totally agree with you. Like honestly, within the last two to three weeks, um, I, I don't dare say it feels like a bull market, but I will say like, it's been fun to participate in the space and uh, it has not been like that for, uh, you know, for the full year or, you know, even last year. Um, you know, so I guess knowing that your hard-earned money is going and supporting people that are truly building, you know, value for for us as holders and participants of the space, um, things like Pepe, where we're able to be rewarded for being early. I mean, of course, there's always the there's always the conversation that comes up of you know, like somebody's going to be exit liquidity and somebody, you know, there's going to be losers on the back end of this. But at the same time, you know, I, I kind of was thinking about this critically the other day, and I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm like. How how different? How much different is this than stocks? Or and you know when we when we invest in that market, um, of course there there are certain you know strategic thinking and, and a lot of thought process around why this would continue to rise over time. But ultimately, uh, we invest in the stock market or in that whole market to receive gains, right? And so if we zoom out a little bit, you know <laughs> why would we invest in Pepe? It's because we want gains, right? And, and being early. And, and I think that there's, um, there's a really interesting factor for me personally on being early to this, because I was not early to, to Shiba or Doge or um, any other cryptocurrency, really. I've, I've never had this opportunity to be early. And so um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if we can transition away from, you know, of course, this being a, a season of kind of rugs into seeing if this is something that can legitimately stick around and will we be rewarded for participating early and um, so that's that's what gets me so excited, right? And um, you think about 2021 and NFTs, uh, people that were early, and man, I feel like a lot of people here, including myself, were just months away from you know being early enough 
um, and having conviction early enough to to really hold on to assets that you know don't derail over time, but ultimately bring you value over time. And uh, so that's how I view Pepe. Is um, you know I know a lot of people are, have this perspective that it's bad for the space, but um, I don't know. In my opinion, the NFT community kind of sparked it, and we all had this equal opportunity to get in early. And um, like you, like you mentioned, Coach B, you can view it as something that's negative and sucking liquidity, or you can view something as opportunity. And I think a lot of people that you know we're kind of surrounding ourselves with right now view this as opportunity. But uh, Coach B, I saw you threw up your hand. Was there something you want to add to that? Yeah. Yeah, going back to like the conversation you had with your girlfriend about like investment, right? And so I think if you can extrapolate that concept of investment, like so financially we invest to to try to increase our wealth, right? To increase our our bank account or the amount of ETH we may have or, you know, to, to try to pursue financial gain. Like that is the purpose of our financial investments. And if we can use that same concept of investment for gain, is really no different than investing your time, right? And so the other thing about like Web3 that's really beneficial is obviously there's there's financial gains or financial motives behind things, but there's also this human side where, where we're literally trying to develop a connection and develop a relationship and trying to create value and create, uh, you know, develop our network, but also develop and deepen these connections with other individuals that, um, that we're putting time into and we're investing their time. And you know, one of our one of my athletes said to say, and this is what the real share that I wanted to say is it's he he said to me, he's like, wow, Coach B, it seems like you te- seem to have like an impact with um every person that you work with. Like people can come back like from 15 years ago and they say, like, wow, like Coach B had this impact upon me. And I said, I I sent it in one of the chats today. It's about and it's it's about three things I told the kid. It's one about like I show up for you guys every single day. Um I'm going to relentlessly work for you guys. I'm going to um, provide value. And when, if I do those things well enough every single day, I'm going to build trust. And once I can do those types of things, like, and you start to trust that I can help you and I can offer you um, so some benefits for your own self, then you're going to invest your time into me that much more. And that's where the magic starts to happen is is that level of investment that we decide to make within ourselves, but really with our time, not only into just our physical health, our mental health, but also our our social health, like the connections that we're deciding to make too. And I think that's the power of of, of really like the real power of Web three too. It's not just the the winning together from the financial gains, which is I'll tell you what is really fun, um, but it's also the connections that we're descending that we're really making with other other human beings around the world is 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 the best part. I completely agree. And um, I want to shoot around some other people. But uh, one thing, one quick thing, Coach B, is, um, you know, we, we met athletes sent Pepe coin to a few of the top holders. And, um, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. In fact, you know, to be totally transparent, the gas was more than the actual value that was sent to holders. But um, I also send it to friends, I send it to people that um, maybe were like, kind of like on sidelines, but there's they're super burnt out from nfts or they're super burnt out from anything crypto related and um they're like you know what it looks really cool i've been watching you guys it looks fun but uh you know i just i don't want to risk it and so i honestly like took some of my gains and i'm not trying to like say this to be a hero but like i wanted to shoot it around because i wanted to share this experience with other people because that's how early i feel to this and um you know whether it's 10 bucks that turns into you know 40 50 60 80 100 um it's it's more so of like the fact that uh, there's like this 
the storyline of us being rewarded for not only being early to Pepe, but also for continuing to stick around and have a vision that keeps us here and consistent in Web3 and NFTs. And there's not, a, you know, there's there's a handful of people that just straight up like have left and they don't want to participate anymore. And um, it's totally fine, right? Like, I, it's not it's not a matter of like they did the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just uh, when you have a vision and you know, or or you just have a better idea and better perspective on how you're driving value from our time spent here. I think that's that's one of the key ones for me, right? It's maybe I'm not always financially gaining, but I'm able to uh, foster great relationships. Maybe I'm able to learn from other people's mistakes. Maybe I can uh, derive different types of value to kind of you know define my own level of success. And I think that that's that's really important versus coming in here with the expectation that you're going to ten x any type of investment. And when you get rocked, you know, you're kind of left in the dumps and in shambles. And so I think that's that's one of the biggest lessons I learned. But I love what you said, Coach B. I think uh, being able to do it, you know, with the team, with the team mindset is uh, that's something that I love about this world and this space. And um, Travi, I want to shoot over to you and then we'll uh, we'll go to some of the, the new speakers on the stage. Of course. Yeah, we got some legends up here. What's up, Sharp, Duck and Tess? Um, one, one thing I was thinking about today, um, and I did want to kind of say this before you pass it around because you both hit on some incredible points which is point one being early and point two being community and i was thinking a little bit about like board apes right and when that started you know from what i read i'm sure there's a lot of different kind of legends to to how it all started but from what i understood was people who were you know getting a little bit bored of aping into crypto or aping into stocks and trying to do something a little bit different and so yeah because of wanting to do something different they joined this community, you know, called the Board API Club. And I don't want to be one of those people who compares things to Yuga because that's not what I'm trying to do. But it is, there is something to be said about being early to a community and having a strong community begin to rise up around it. And then from there, what can you do with it? So for me, I'm not posting. I, I mean, I'm going to retweet some funny memes. Do not get me wrong. But I'm not posting a lot to say like, hey, everyone go out and buy Pepe because we're early in like in the lifespan of it, right? Are we early in the growth of it? Certainly hope so. I mean, we drew, you know, we had a whole space last week where we were talking about, you know, should we or should we not? You had already gotten in, but it was something that, you know, I needed to sit on, chew on. And we talked about how Spotty talked a lot about it and he never really shilled anything. And I think a lot of us took it more seriously because it came from somebody who we knew in the space who wasn't known to be a shiller and doesn't really love influencers. And so it was like, okay, like, what is this about? And we are still early in the lifespan of it. And what we do with this community, <laughs> this, this Pepe community, this, this thing that we, we've been sitting on these NFTs that we can't even liquidate and, you know, cryptos down, everything else. What are we going to do with them? It, it's up to us. It's up to us. And I think we've got the right people still here to do something amazing with it. Yeah, I agree, Travi. You know, there are things that are, are within our control. And I think that part of that for me is just continuing to participate and continuing to uh, to show up. And I think that that's part of it versus if you got wrecked. And I'm not saying that we should be chasing losses, but um, for me, there's something special about, you know, finding some wins, you know, by continuing to be here and, and show up every day. But um, and those wins aren't always financial either. It could be partnerships. It could be relations. It could be helping other people make an impact in other people's lives. Like to me, that's that's ultimately, especially, you know, me and Coach B and a lot of people here in the space. And um, so I totally agree with you, Travi. Appreciate you bringing that up. Um, Travi, it's probably also good to mention that if anybody here doesn't have Pepe and they don't want to FOMO in that they should probably leave the space because, uh, we might, we might keep talking about it, but, um, 
Sharp, I want to shoot over to you and then Tess. Love to hear some wins for you. And um, and we have a lot to share about what's going on this week. But uh, Sharp, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you all doing today? Uh, I thought I'd come and say hello. Uh, feeling peppish, obviously, because like, yeah, <laughs> I, I faded it a bit at first. I know like there was, you know, we we're obviously in the Ozark memes for the people and he was buying in and I guess saw you getting in and I was like, ah, I don't really, I'm, I've never really traded crypto much. Um, I'll just buy NFTs pretty much. So like that's, that's my sort of game. But I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's get a little bit. And I think I bought in about 300 million mark, well, 250 million, mate, maybe MC. Um, I bought a bit and then I bought a bit more and I bought a bit more. And I think, mean, Part of it is, like I said, it's the community's enjoyment. I think the fact that there's no vote, there's nothing, you know, there's no expectation. Um, it's a bit like Nakamigos, obviously, that's, you know, had that massive pump where it was it was almost anti-influencer because it wasn't influencer-led and it wasn't it wasn't serious, it wasn't any plan. Um, a bit like MFers, you know, what a year and a half ago or whenever uh, they came out, you know, similar vibe. It's this point where the market gets a bit annoyed with stuff and wants to just be stupid and go, we don't want to play your utility game. We won't want to do this. We just want to do stuff for us and get away from this big money, the same people that always make money off stuff. Uh, we want to throw a middle finger up at them. And I think that's part of the beauty. Well, part of the beauty of Pepe anyway, part of the point of Pepe, which is why I just feel, I, mean, I don't know anything about coins, but I feel like just because it's Pepe, like it is probably not going to stop because Pepe is just a juggernaut and recently we've seen so many Pepe projects and so much stuff, you know, Pepe obviously with NFTs has been been massive in this space. And this is just, I think, the next step. So I'm just excited to in hold. And like you said, trying to get other people in. I've been one I've got the friends, I was like, I want you to be. I don't I don't want this to go to the moon and you not be evolved. Uh, you know, not that it will necessarily, not financial advice, but I'm definitely holding mine. But when Ozark put that mint out for pepe and i was like i don't want to spend like 6.9 million ETH, uh, million pepe on it i want to keep my pepe i'd rather spend ETH on a mint at the moment than spend pepe keep that Probably yeah good. no I, I love that sharp there's uh yeah two things that you mentioned i think you know being a part of ozark's uh memes for the people like obviously there's this shared there's this shared feeling and um i guess what makes me so excited is you know, over the last few years, I've always been attracted to cultural movements like uh, Shiba, Doge, uh, GameStop, you know, like their like their rise and their, you know, whatever you want to call it, like community that, you know, kind of came together, I think, over Reddit and then started to, you know, make headlines, hit blogs, news cycle. Um, what's interesting about Shiba, my experience with Shiba, Doge and GameStop is by the time I heard about it and by the time it made it to me where I can make a decision, everything was sideways. You know, there's there's no real gains on it unless there's a massive, massive like lightning in the bottle type of announcement that was made or uh, Elon comes out and is able to drop some type of announcement or throws it in a tweet. Um, and so I guess that's what gets me so excited is because I've always been attracted to cultural movements like this where it's it's very for the people type of feels. but I've always been at a later stage where it it never made a financial impact on myself. Um, I'll, I'll say I never made a positive financial impact on myself. And so I think that that's what excites me the most. And of course, being early in the space is, is such a critical part of it. But um, 
Yeah, the, the other thing too is those memes that came out from Ozark's collection are, I mean, there's some of my favorite art. I mean, I, I love the Pepe art and I loved, uh, you know, I had a really early experience with Fanzo in 2021 um, going to a live auction at NFT NYC. And there was a, one of the original rare Pepe's going for auction and it went for like $550,000 or something like that. And, um, you know, watching that go live at auction, like, I guess it's just, it's a memory that stuck with me really early for me to understand like, oh shit, like the, the meme culture. I mean, of course it was one of the first NFTs or I think uh, it was one of the first uh, yeah. visuals, like files synced up and, and actually minted on blockchain. So there's, there's a lot of historical significance, but um, I don't know, seeing somebody <laughs> bid for that live definitely made an impact on me. And I guess since then I've always kind of had like this um, interest into Pepe after seeing that live. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I think it's, it's something that, um, you know, I think it also needs slow organic growth. I don't think this is something that we necessarily want to like go to the moon now and then, um, and then totally lose out on everything. I think slow organic growth and slowly adopting mainstream is probably a little bit easier versus an NFT collection or an NFT project to tie in uh, a different group of people. And then the last thing I'll mention is it's very easy for somebody to come in at any amount versus an NFT that moons and then you have to pay two to three ETH for it. Uh, I love the factor that you can kind of play in the ecosystem with a hundred dollars or, you know, $75. I think that that's a huge impact and, uh, and a lot more ease into being streamlined and getting holders versus having, you know, a, a high end premium floor price. Well, and let's face it, these high, high, like high return um like events like shit you know where someone can make a thousand x hundred x whatever within short periods are good for onboarding you know it's the things where someone goes i've heard about doge you know i've had people at work go i've heard about like shiba and stuff in the past and go should i buy it i'm like no fine buy if you want but (laughs) you know but this is the sort of thing where it starts to make a bit of people are making millions off something why am i not making millions how can i make millions and they want to come in um and some of them will get burnt but you know hopefully some of them will stick around and then and come over into like more into the whole web free process um into the world and also you know i'm looking at other coins so i just I bought that Diamond Hands one that was called in Vegans yesterday, and that's going in a little bit. So there's other opportunities beyond Pepe as well, um, especially to get in really, really early, you know, and get those ridiculous returns. But can I just share a real-world win that I had? Yeah, quickly? absolutely. Go for it. A real, it's a real-world web-free crossover. Venom down there is one of our apes who lives like 45 minutes from me, and we apes have been around for nearly a year. We've been hanging around and I finally tonight got him to come and meet me. <laughs> like it took a year and it took me taking one of those pint glasses from New York and basically holding that ransom if he wanted it. He had to come and meet me. But it was very nice. We went for dinner earlier and it was, yeah, I always enjoy meeting up with people. Well, it's nice to chat to people in the real world about web free stuff and then know what you're talking about. So, yeah, nice to meet you, Venom. Thank you. Oh, it's so true. That, that's such a great win to uh, to connect with people IRL, and um, I'm sure everybody up on here on stage would uh, would agree with that. I remember it was probably sometime last year. I went to Target with my girlfriend, and you know, Target is like obviously just her favorite place to be. We're spending a lot of time there, and I'm just kind of wandering around, and there's a guy wearing a mutant ape hoodie, and I swear it was like almost like the highlight of my year to go and chat with somebody that even remotely understood like how much time I spent in this world. And uh, it was such a like nonchalant, like I wouldn't even equate it to anything, any other experience where like, 
if I saw somebody wearing like a Caps jersey, like I would just say, hey, go Caps. It is what it is. Like you, there's like a, a quick, like we, we see each other, we appreciate each other, but there was no experience like being at a, uh, just a normal, like <laughs> just being at a normal target, not an NFT event or a party or anything like that and seeing somebody else in the space. And so uh, that is, uh, but that is great that you guys were able to link up and uh, those glasses were super cool. And, if we didn't have like places to be and I could have taken that back to the hotel, that would have been uh, definitely something yeah. that I would have, I was, I would have taken from that event, but that, that was, also that was an issue. It was yeah, so uh, a good say and take this, but you all going out to other stuff. We were like, ah, yeah. So most, most people didn't take them, but Joe is sending some out. So, you know, I might be able to get you one sent over to you, Drew. Oh, that'd be super cool. After reach out to the, those New York apes, did you see, we're doing a space at seven tonight and she's revealing those New York apes as well. Yeah, I, I, I plan to I plan to be there. So um, we'll definitely make sure we uh, share that out and retweet it. But um, yeah, appreciate you, Sharp. Tess, how's it going? Happy Wednesday. Hello, team. Happy Wednesday. It's so great to be here. Happy to hear all the wins. IRL wins. Everything's going on and all this stuff happening. Um, I'm just dying. I have, honestly, you guys, I have no input on Pepe except... I just love the memes that are going on. I am going to be a Pepe poor person because I am bad. I'm just like the worst degen. I don't have a degen badge. My degen card is void. Um, but <laughs> I think good. that's kind of a, I think that's a win in itself, though, Tess. I think um, you know something that uh, that me and Coach B constantly battle is, um, of course, you know making wins in the degen world it's fun it's it's something to do it's um it's something to do as a team that's that's incredibly in my opinion like it's, there's like a thrill to it right but it also sucks so much time uh our sleep cycle is is destroyed and um trying to pay attention to multiple things at once is 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 it just takes a toll on you so um i'll consider your your lack of pepe and lack of degen bone to uh to be a win because it allows you to focus and and not be distracted from uh from your mission and things that you're doing day to day but, yeah uh, if you guys can uh if you guys can like just figure out some like fractional ownership of a pepe like amount or something and then just let me give some money and you guys do stuff. i trust you guys i'll just give you the money you guys you you do what you do <laughs> i mean it's the next honestly, level of yeah. utility right there ben or um drew it would it would be but honestly at that point you might as well just take a little bit of ETH and, and flip into it but not not financial advice you can do what you want but don't worry Tess I'll, I'll hit you up after and, and we'll get you set up I I really believe this is we'll we'll kind of change the subject and we'll get away from Pepe but the last thing I'll say just because I know a lot of people in here have even have even chatted with me about it is it's not late and I feel like anything before these big listing ex, you know listings to exchanges is uh is a good opportunity to at least ride you know somewhat of a wave but um but we'll we'll shift away from uh, from Pepe because this is a uh, a win in Web three and and maybe it will be a win long term. But uh, for now, I know there's a lot of things that people want to share. But uh, Rio, maybe you wanted to chime in about Pepe before he switched because I saw that uh, that sad face. If I if I may just briefly on the Pepe since I have rocked uh, the the Pepe PFP and Pixel Pepe and obviously uh, down with Pepe as with Sharp. Love the shout out to the. Ipes crew that was an amazing event in nyc and it was so fun being there uh in real life 
just for those that may not be aware why Pepe is different in multiple facets. Number one, Pepe itself is different with Matt Fuhrer reclaiming his own art and returning their pack to the culture from people that tried to usurp it from him or take it for their own prerogative. A, don't let anybody tell you anything different. Doesn't mean what anybody says it means. Matt already says it means what you want it to mean. Go him on Pepe. Two, the thing that's different about Pepe is properly on-chain executed activities. Number one, burning of the liquidity pool tokens, which obviously is incredibly critical, as Jugs just demonstrated for fudge sakes. Won't get into all that right now. But the burning of the liquidity tokens at the founding of it is a critical component, which is missing from Turbo, by the way, and shame on ChatGPT for not insisting on that. AI failure, if I may. A Turbo recommendation from ChatGPT did not include burning. Very problematic, in my view. Fail by the AI. Clearly not a Solidity master yet. Keep training open AI. The other thing that's different uh, in regards to Pepe is there's no transaction tax. Uh, I don't think there's on Turbo either. Thank heavens that ChatGPT would not say something that stupid. But saying Pepe, for example, on Polygon has a 3% buy and sell tax, which is just atrocious and absurd, in my view, because uh, they're going for meme tokens. And I've seen with SafeMoon be obviously absurdly destructive. The last thing is blacklists, where you can blacklist or lock tokens, which is just atrocious and terrible, in my view, as well as a decentralization and sovereignty maxi. But while Pepe does have that in the contract as capable, they have renounced the contract ownership. So while the contract is capable of it, if it is owned to have blacklisting, the contract is no longer owned. So they can't blacklist. What has already been blacklisted before they did that is the $27 account which is going around Twitter as this $27 person is going to dump on you with $2 million. That account is blacklisted. appears to be a test account that was potentially used by the team. And then they all agreed, yeah, that's not, nobody can cash that out or whatever. But they didn't, you know, now it's locked. You can also see that on chain. It can't be magically unlocked either because they renounced ownership of the contract. These are the type of things that differentiate this meme coin from other meme coins and why people say, that you all are rocking with some shite, and we rocking with Pepe. Yeah, so <laughs> Rio, there's two two follow up questions. One, I appreciate you sharing a lot of the technical because I think it is important. Because you know, I have over the last like two and a half, almost three years, I have rarely talked about NFTs and Web three on my Facebook. Every now and then, I kind of throw up an Instagram story just to like see like who's interested or who might want to learn more. So I kind of like tease it out there. But um, on Facebook, I'd never do it. Yesterday, I, I put it up, or maybe it was maybe it was earlier today. I, I threw something up there, and I basically threw up a chart of where Pepe is right now versus where uh, Shiba and Doge is. And I think one of the most important factors for people to understand after hearing some of the experiences of what goes on in NFTs and crypto and Web three is. Um, of course, people don't want to get rugged, right? They don't want to get scammed. And um, so two follow-up questions for maybe for people that don't understand. When you say the, the contract's been renounced and that's the process of the owners sending ownership of the contract to the burn address where it's essentially locked in, 
So technically creating an unruggable scenario in that case. Is that correct? The renouncing of the contract on an ERC-20 token does not prevent a rug in and of itself. What it does is remove the ability for any owner-only functions to continue to be called. Owner-only functions on ERC-20 tokens can include the ability to lock tokens from being able to be transferred and or can uh, blacklist addresses or set min and maximum ownership totals depending on how an ERC-20 contract is coded. I would never even code an ERC-20 to have those capabilities in my view, but if contracts do have those capabilities for certain reasons, which Pepe has some of those, as I discussed, blacklist, what renouncing ownership does is forego those abilities to make those configurations any more uh, so if you need to have certain overrides, backdoors, traps, various other things to make sure that it gets deployed correctly, everything operates and you can test that it's working as intended. Once you execute all of those owner only configurations, you can then renounce the contract to say, well, now that I've set the quote rules of the contract, those are now set in stone or immutable to stay to the proper crypto ethos, which is indeed sending the contract owner to the null address or dead address got it got it appreciate that insight and ability aspect question. if i could go oh was that the yeah. the yeah. rug ability aspect is with regards to the liquidity pool burning which is another critical component and a different type of burn or renounce of ownership which a burn is in this case so when you start a liquidity pool on a decentralized exchange what you do is you set up a pair and they've done this with the old school Uniswap 2, which kudos to them for doing that as well, if I may. Uh, we can go into that later, but for now. Anyways, so well, that's why I'm just going to talk about the technicals as if using Uniswap 2, to be very clear, which is they now release Uniswap 3. But anyways, small. if you don't understand what I mean, don't worry about that. Ignore all that, but just for the technicals. Okay, you put in a pair of tokens, 50% Pepe, 50% ETH. You put it into a smart contract. The smart contract gives you back liquidity provider tokens and says you now have a hundred percent ownership of the pool if somebody else comes and puts in some then they're going to get some of uh, the percentage and you still have yours but we issued 10 more so now you have 90 percent of the pool ownership and they have 10 percent because they put 10 percent more money in to match you or whatever and the pool can grow and that's a liquidity pool on a decentralized exchange then later on you could exchange those liquidity pool tokens back for your portion of the pool, back out as a split of whatever is there in ETH and Pepe. So if a bunch of people bought Pepe, Pepe goes out, ETH goes in, you remove your liquidity, you get ETH, more ETH than you put in, less Pepe than you put in. This obviously could be a problem if you're like, Hey, let me make this liquidity pool, tell everybody to buy a bunch of Pepe, put a bunch of ETH in the liquidity pool, and then take the whole pool out and run off with the ETH, i.e. Jugs. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, to prevent yeah, the, that, I don't... You, can, you can burn those tokens once you make the pool. So you make the pool and then say, I now renounce ownership of those liquidity pool tokens. I can never cash back out and take the pool away. That's what, that's what Pepe had did right when they started. Got it. Got it. No, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's incredible context to it. Um, I had one just small follow-up question and that was the, uh, the transaction tax that you mentioned. 
is that that fee is that a fee that goes back to the team you can kind of equate it to being like a creator fee or um, yeah it's like a royalty in a sense yeah which is why they're saying uh and, and properly why they put it in the contract and then just set it at zero but um you can make an erc20 take token have a tax at transfer so whenever you transfer the token on chain it requires having a tax be paid and then people will call those sometimes reflections there's two different ways that reflections can work they can go back to holders in some fashion or back to a pool in the contract that then is claimable or in some fashion or they could go to a specific address coded in i.e the dev team which is done in these mean coins in the most recent cycle and trend as cyan pepe for example so that would say, well, that funds the marketing or that funds the team to build more functionality or utility on the meme corner or build the, you know, or continue running, you know, fun giveaways or whatever. Uh, people could justify whatever with that. But the concern with it, in my view, is A, if I want a transaction tax, I would pay, then what the heck, we're going back to Visa here. The whole point of crypto is to destroy Visa and not to add more transaction fees if gas is already a problem. <laughs> so you're paying gas and then you're paying transaction fees on top. And then like, then it's just... I don't know that that's the right direction. I'm not about it. I would rather have that as a royalty if we really think that that's the case. When we talk about an ERC-20, I'm not about that. That's a philosophical thing. I want to know that's an opinion. There's no technical fault with it. But in my view, it obviously tampers the ability of something to go huge or really clean this decentralized if everybody using it is constantly paying it to a centralized fee taker. Again, might as well use Visa. So the fact that it's zero for Pepe is cool. But obviously, a lot of people, especially if they're pumping shit coins, even if they they say, well, I burned the money in the liquidity pool, that's why I'm getting my money back with the reflections now to, because I've locked my money and I can never get my you know four grand that I put into the pool to start or 4,200, whatever Pepe did, I think, or whatever. Uh, but Pepe said, no, 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 that four grand is my burn. That's my burn is what it is. Get my piece when I buy and ride with everyone else. Uh, you know, that's, and now they did take 6.75% away and did not put it in the pool. They only put 93% and then burned the wealth pool. That's the Pepe sex wallet. C-E-X, centralized exchange, just for anybody who's trying to have censor or if Twitter's hearing me, which probably still scried. Sorry about that. Um, but the uh, that, uh, you know, has not moved and is at this time still uh, attributable to the asset. And, and it's fair that if you intend to be listed, you need a big chunk to be able to give to Binance, for example, for, for them to, to have enough on their platform. So reserving that is there and it is on chain and still shown not to be, you know, dumped or anything like so. But uh, this is... You know, their way that it was executed in a proper crypto three, a crypto ethos basis and a Pepe basis that I think is not talked about enough and is not done by a lot of these other uh, coins. And, and and why I think the the bigger whales or the, the Pepe is taken more seriously it, 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 as a meme coin or as these cultural movements you said is because it, the, the ethos, the tokenomics and the agreed was checked by the dev team and, and this was executed in what they're calling a fair launch. I think that's a bit of a marketing play. I don't know that it's any meme coins a quote fair launch, but it's far fairer than these absurd shit coins that have ridiculous transaction taxes, no burning of a liquidity pool, and, and a huge massive reserve of like 20% or something for the internal team compared to the 6.75% uh, here and that pre-stated to be reserved for centralized listings. Uh, is an attempt by uh, Pepe to show how to do it for the plebs, if you will, uh, and, and why I think people have uh, rallied, if I may. Yeah, no, I think uh, a lot of things that you mentioned, well, first of all, like 
once again, appreciate you giving us the, uh, the, just the bigger picture of why this is taken more seriously, but also, um, it just eliminates opportunities for people to FUD or eliminates red flags and gives people some confidence. And, um, yeah, it's good to know both as an investor and as somebody coach B, as we talked about spending our time, you know, kind of rallying and sharing. And uh, obviously there's a lot of fun that we're having too, but, um, you know, those things are, it's great to hear. You know, and Travi, you hopped in. I'm sure. I'm sure you feel a little better knowing that um, the ethos is there, and they're eliminating red flags, and uh, they're kind of, in my opinion, it's almost like getting out of the way to let this thing grow and to um, maximize opportunities for people to feel like um, they can get involved, and, and maybe it's a little bit less risky. You know, knowing what else is going on in the space and what else is going on in some of these meme coins and shit coins, and um, like most people here, uh, you know, I also have not participated in, in that whole world. I've, I definitely have leaned way more into NFTs and uh, trying to find teams that I think are interacting and bringing the right types of people. And um, this is where I want to kind of transition over to uh, to you, Tess, a little bit is um, with what you're building at, you know, Bulls and Apes and acquiring other projects, other communities, and and looking to continue to expand into more. Um, you know, to me, there's a huge, huge win that happened this week. And it's something that, you know, I kind of am really happy about how organic it was for us to come together and, and announce something like this. Uh, first of all, it's been awesome to have you, you know, be a part of Meta Athletes. And um, you bring great energy, you bring great productivity and um, a lot of motivation and, and leadership to to our community. But there's also this factor of like, it was really cool to see you come in as a you know, I know that you were still like heads down on working on, you know, your team, building a team, building a, a community and, and value to holders. And you were so heads down. And then like one month you like popped in, you're like, I just got a meta athlete. <laughs> I want to make sure that I, I expand and um, I kind of enjoy and be a part of some of these other communities. So um, I wanted to thank you for that. And yeah, maybe Tess, maybe you can kind of just share a little bit about, you know, just like wins in your guys' life with bulls and apes. I mean, it's been uh, an incredible journey. There's a lot of volume. You guys have attracted a lot of, like, in my opinion, quality people. And um, I view Bulls and Apes as an incredible networking opportunity and not just a an NFT collection and something that you buy and hope that it, it moons, but uh, more so as an opportunity to, you know, kind of plant yourself with other quality humans. And uh, that's what I love about Bulls and Apes. And um, there's a couple of people here in, in, in the audience and I've chatted with most people. And I think that uh, almost every connection or any interaction I've had with anybody with a Bulls and Apes, you know, PFP is uh, is one that I, I appreciated and that I think will uh, will continue to grow into a, a great relationship. So that's how I view Bulls and Apes. But Tess, maybe from the team perspective, um, you know, like how are you guys defining success with, you know, between launching and I know you came to the, the team after launch, but um, this evolution of like, what does it even look like to succeed as, as a team in Web3? Oh, Drew, thanks so much. Yeah, it's, um, I first of all, love all of the viewpoint that you have. It's, it's nice to hear. And, um, but, you know, I was sitting here thinking really about just the ethos of, our individual selves, even on the team, but myself and just here in Web3. Um, and I think that's where our biggest win as a team is, is that like, we have this common goal and we are building something. We have Bulls and Apes. We built, you know, this amazing community. We've continued to build. We've got other plans. But at the core base of the whole team, we share the same vision and mission for the future of Web3 and for what it means to be decentralized, to build community, to you know, like you were saying, you know, uh, definitely I was, I was very heads down, very getting things going. I mean, you know, 
from a team perspective, we went through last July, August. It was a pretty, pretty uh, cold winter last winter too. Maybe not the same as this year, but um, you know, it was, it was definitely a lot of getting my, my feet under me. So I looked at like the first uh, probably nine months or so of getting my complete BAP feet under me. And then I, it was kind of like, I love our community and I love our team and I love it, but I was like, I came into this space for the love of the space. And so I wanted to experience, like, let me get back out. It's like, it's kind of like you compress and then you re-expand, um, which is, you know, necessary as you take on a new role, as you take on some new challenges and you do some new things. Um, and so, yeah, when I, you know, I, I got in meta athletes, I jumped in and, you know, it's like you said, the, the real organic uh, nature of that relationship in and of itself too, um, you know, we were in Lions together, right? So like Web3, I mean, like our our relationship predates, you know, even BAP for us, uh, for me. And um, so like we have, a, you know, Drew and I have known each other for a while. And then uh, when you were meant to go into Mint Meta Athletes, you know, we were on, uh, we had you guys on the, the daily drop and which, you know, that in a, like you, you look at this life cycle, not even life cycle, but this cycle of, you know, Bulls and Apes project. So Daily drop. We had a show Monday through Friday. Uh, Carbar and I were hosting, and uh, toward at, at some point toward the uh, middle end of last year, um, we decided, okay, we're really trying to do a lot for this community. We've got a lot of big goals, we've got a lot of big plans, and a lot of things we want to do, and we just are spread too thin. Um, you know, like we're doing a lot everywhere, and if we just kind of take that energy and focus it in. And this is where having Anthony as our CEO and leader has been really amazing because he has that availability because he knows we're all team. He knows we're all here. We're like, we're like, let's do it. Like, let's, we're all moving together. We're all rowing the same boat and we will row and go and go hard and just really get in there. Um, but to be able to see as a leader that your team is putting out so much effort and that it's a bit uh, dispersed where if you had focused, if you could focus that effort into one place. You can get maximum um, uh, productivity and get some real, real needle movers, right? Get the needle really moved, and so that's what we did. So daily drop, we paused it. Um, Tank used to do the Monday night uh, weekly fix live live stream. Pause that, and so really focused in on delivering, you know, utility like relentless delivery and always continuing to deliver. So we did that. Um, so it's just it's definitely been a win, um, you know, being able to be here. Uh, still standing is a win with our community, being able to provide our community, um, you know, the, the, the excitement, the, you know, pride that they have, um, you know, we do have a, I love our community. And like you said, there's definitely a lot of people that are still out here interconnecting, still finding each other. Um, you know, I think that part of it is that, you know, as, as the space is compressing, we're still meeting new people. It feels like it's small. And you know, on that, this is the thing too. Like I, this isn't, I don't really want to talk about like BAP the whole time. Like I just love this is a web three, like wins because we talk about like web three compressing and you see these articles and people are saying like, there's only so many active wallets and it could be like kind of sad and depressing. And I feel like, I don't know about you guys, I am bad. I don't watch like the IRL news. I never have been a big news watcher just because it's really like hype driven, which is ironic considering our industry is kind of hype driven, but um, like, it's just like, it's kind of like fear. Ah, like it's fun. It's total fun. Like fear and doubt, <laughs> like uncertainty, like a doubt, like that's the news. So I don't watch the news. 
So now we have people reporting on Web3. And I feel like it's kind of like running the same thing because guess what? Like if you look at my wallets, I have a few wallets, but I'm sure a majority of my wallet, like I was just joking in the beginning, like I'm Pepe poor because I'm a bad degen. Like I don't buy a lot of stuff. I don't mint a lot of stuff. I'm not quote unquote active. But here I I work in Web3. I'm here every freaking day. And you're going to tell me that wallets are only at this much activity and oh my God, the space is dead. I'm sorry, I call BS. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of that test has to deal with, um, it, you know, what you mentioned about hype and being hype driven and uh, things that we see on the news and whether it's like things trying to incite fear or it's Taylor Swift's, you know, new tour being sold out and, you know, what the ticket prices are and how tough it is to get tickets. And that also drives a, a massive amount of hype and FOMO. And um, I kind of heard this early on too, or like how different is this than, you know, limited supply with what we saw with like Supreme and Gucci and Louis Vuitton and Rolexes and watches. And um, a lot of that stuff is hype driven as well. That's pumped by influencers that has limited supply. Right. And so there are a lot of things that I think do correlate, but um the speed at which things happen in Web3 and NFTs, I think, is what truly makes it different. But we also see these things on the Internet, too. And um, we've seen it in, you know, <laughs> Fire, Fire Festival got rugged. We've, we've seen these IRL experiences where, you know, it's not just the technology. But I think there is something to say about the speed. And uh, even with what we're seeing with Pepe and the massive growth that Pepe has seen is, I think, in my opinion, is a direct result of, um, a really, uh, honestly, an active echo chamber, but also things like audio audio spaces. I think Twitter spaces is dramatically increasing the reach of people getting involved early and seeing this opportunity early versus uh, before it hits somebody's inbox and potentially is going to spam because they don't, you know, they're not opening up like Coinbase emails or uh, Binance emails where they're explaining how to buy Pepe. And um, so I think it's just a matter of time, but I totally agree with you that we see these instances uh, everywhere else. Uh, Travis, I threw your hand up though, so I want to shoot it over to you. Yeah, sorry. I, I have a, I'm hosting a space in a few minutes, so I just wanted to make sure I asked Tess. You know, Tess, I think you're in, you're, you're whole, in my opinion, having gotten to know you, your Web3 career is a win to celebrate because I myself, and I know some of us, we have friends who have worked on teams um, and some of those teams have kind of like come and gone or have gone quiet and things like that. And, you know, I think, kind of looking at at your success working with bulls and apes i mean still still standing is an understatement first of all i mean you guys have been been thriving um and shout out everyone here with the you know the bulls and apes uh pfp absolute zero i see you down there but um you know tess i think some really interesting things are this you know you mentioned anthony um also tank as well you know you guys have a really solid team i know you have a solid team of artists so you know what it takes you know when you're looking at community tokenization when you're when you're looking at partnering officially or doing the community tokenization program those kind of things you know what to look for in a good project um a good brand a solid team or solid community that's thriving i was listening i think it was maybe last night's spaces um anthony was talking about too taking a look at the market overall like you were just kind of mentioning as well taking a look at the market and seeing uh, some of the, you know, some of the brands that maybe aren't as active or, you know, community tokenization that, you know, you, you guys might start to shift and add more and take some away. W- just kind of on a personal level, like, you know, we we talk internally, a lot of us who are involved in this space and more of kind of full time, like the trends that we see and, you know, why some communities are thriving and why some aren't from from a personal level, kind of someone who's had success on a great team. What do you, what do you think it takes? Like, what do you think it takes for 
for an NFT project or even a, a coin that like we're talking about to stay the course? And, you know, why do we think that some have gone, you know, as silent as they have? You think it's just kind of kind of like burnout or you think maybe there was enough of a, a foresight? I mean, you, know, you guys are doing a lot with Bulls and Apes. You're, you, like you mentioned, you were doing spaces and drops, things like that. What have you noticed now that the, you know, the overall NFT space and crypto space has become like a little bit more quiet? Oof. Um, yeah, I know you've got to go in a couple minutes. I feel like this is a whole nother. We could do a whole hour for this space because um, I feel like it's that's a there's a there's going to be multi layers to that. There's going to be a lot. You know, um, there's a, a you guys, we um, our mutual friend, Greg with Dallas, um, him and I are having a conversation one day and he was we were talking about how there's different ways to build in Web3. And the thing that I've always loved about this space with it being new and a lot of opportunity is there there is not a right way there are different ways and so what, what what's going to work for one person may not work for the other person however there are going to be some general and this is a thing that it's so you it, we see the market we've seen some reactions and maybe it was the messaging let's you know like maybe it was the way they presented it but there are some general business ideas and business rules that are still going to be applicable my favorite thing to say in this space and my favorite thing about that I think people just sometimes don't remember or forget or I, you know, like I love it too. Like I'm like, yay, Web3, it's new, new, new. And it's so cool. It's a new technology, but the plan, the players, some of the same things are the same. The games are the same. A lot of this, it's like, like instead of thinking of it being different, like it's like, you know, we didn't stop communicating because we stopped writing letters and sending stuff in the mail. We got email and we started making it a faster communication, right? We didn't stop like talking on the phone because we got like communicating on the phone because we got voicemail, voice, like uh, talk to voice or text or whatever. It's just the next evolution. Like it's not different. It's the same ideas and the same principles that are applied just with new technology or a new way to um, a new exposure, maybe. Um, and so like, but so that being said, there are tried and true business things. So Greg and I were talking about this and Greg brought up, he said, you know, if you look at the, at the, um, field of the different type of projects and, and teams, there's kind of like, of there's probably more than two, but we were talking about the kickstart versus the startup. So there's like, are you raising mint funds and you're trying to raise volume and raise funds? And you're saying, I'm going to have this mint. And it's going to, like, you think about, like, a lot of the projects that were coming out, especially at the beginning of last year when things were in the bowl, whatever. You're like, okay, I have this great idea. I think it will be super dope. I want to do this, this, and this with the blockchain. And I want to have a community that's able to do this. I mean, there was this one community. I remember, I don't know if anyone remembers these people. They were something hippos. I, they were hippos. And they wanted to do, like, fractionalized Airbnb real estate. And they were like, yeah, I had so, one. I had I had a crypto hippo. Yeah, crypto hippo. Yeah, yeah crypto they, they, put, they had they, they they Airbnb. They put they bought places and Airbnb them. I think they're still yeah. going. I don't think they're still going. Yeah, but yeah. Are they still going? Like I don't. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're not around, but I'm just saying like they had this great idea, so they made some uh, mints. They got people involved, and so you're kind of like crowdfunding, right? You're kind of like Kickstarter crowdfunding your idea versus a traditional startup business where you come in with a runway. That you've pre like you pre-funded some way, whether it's through a VC backing or whatever, and then you fund that way. So that's like so it was like depending on how you're set up, it's going to and then if you if you understand, like, okay, 
I kickstarted this. I crowdfunded this. I didn't have any funds. I had a great idea. I got an awesome team. I got an awesome community. I can't go and spend $50,000 in FTMIC to flex. And so then now you spend, and then, and then not prepare and think long-term. And I don't think it's, I don't want to say it's like fault, but this is where like you're talking about the team being built, the leadership, the experience, having successful entrepreneur backgrounds gives Anthony and well, Anthony, you know, uh, especially Manny and Guy more, um, Anthony's got a really successful CEO and, and corporate background. Um, but Manny and Guy having built a company successfully and uh, from entrepreneur startup to like ground up, we, we all understand, we think like, okay, long-term, you know, long-term, even though we have pre like literally I'll give you guys a behind the curtain. We were just this week talking about like, we have, you know, pre-funded this and we have all this, but we operate like, we are poor. Like we are like, like we're all like, we don't want to blow like, but we also want to deliver stuff. Right. So it's like a balance. So just being able to have that. And then also thinking about beyond like, not just the, like we, you know, I think another, another industry thing, like people quote unquote, the PFP and the PFP era is dead or whatever. Like we got to think beyond just the PFP and the NFT. Like what's, you know, what's the real use case for this? What's the reason that someone's going to want to be in this community? You look at meta athletes, right? There's an amazing, amazing, you know, the buzzword everyone hates to use, but it's true utility behind it, where we get to, you know, um, get one-on-one coaching and, you know, uh, sorry, hang on. There's a maintenance guy at my door. I'm going to have to jump, jump. There's right else got his hand up. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Tustin. I think we're going to shoot over to uh, Travis Space in a little bit. But uh, yeah, Rio, if you wanted to to chime in quickly, uh, I think we're going to yeah, wrap in a couple minutes and transfer everybody over to uh, Travis Space. Oh, awesome. That's cool. No, I was, I've been, uh, you know, I'm aware of Bulls and Apes. And I just wanted to comment uh, again on the technical aspect of things that's impressed with Bulls and Apes and part of tying in with the seriousness is that when they first came out with their Genesis contract, it included a mint refund concept, which is an ERC 721R, as they dubbed it. It didn't actually make it to an ERP, uh, an improvement protocol. It just ended up being a custom contract. But nonetheless, they had a six-month uh, guarantee back for mint funds minus gas coded into the contract for original minters, not secondary buyers. Uh, but, you know, that um, experience... Uh, that was spoken of by uh, Tess and obviously the ability to say, you know, we don't need the money right away. It can be locked for six months in the contract to ensure that we can uh, allow for that to um, be available and we can still build and float it uh, in advance because we have our historical successes, obviously privileged. But I'm just saying like those are the type of things that did stand apart uh, that she speaks about, I think, as well, that experience and the various other things uh, that, you know, when you didn't have money, you need to crowdfund it and you have to immediately spend it. Uh, you know, there's not that safety. I think knowing from previous experience, uh, the people that were behind it, uh, you know, you need to take care of your angel investors. Uh, the concept of like preferred shares or various other things. People at the time balked a little bit like all oh, the mentors are, you know, basically risk free or guaranteed then if they're original mentors and just holding on the sell in the secondary. It's like, well, isn't that what everybody says about NFTs? Or why don't we just code it that way then? Well, then the, you have to keep the money locked in the contract. How is the project going to go? I'll float it. I got my own success. Like that, you know, obviously was a bravado ego play as well at the time because it was the middle of the bull. But, you know, it works. It was part of the bit. Bravo. You know, I'm not hating on it anyway. It was, it, I'm just saying that's, that was the the play. And I think that carried and then led to the success. And that's that approach of long term. Like, no, I, I am already thinking six months ahead. I'm already guaranteed I'm not touching it for six months because look, it's in the contract. I think it was interesting. So I just wanted to, 
give kudos and flowers there where bull and apes are. And I think that a lot of people see like, why are these projects successful or why isn't this? And if you're not always going to know it, but like what's really bringing in the whales, the more serious players, it is stuff like this where people are differentiating themselves in, in programmatic ways, technical ways, innovation ways, commitment ways, other pieces. So, um, that's what people say about Dior. Like, is it just hype or is there actually something there? In this case, they, you know, tried a different approach with that mint and that contract, which did stand apart at the time. So that, you know, I don't think that, uh, the original question was asked of Tesla's what, you know, why were you successful? What is the differentiators or what is that? There is a very clear differentiator here with, uh, Bulls and Apes, at least with the Genesis. I've been, you know, as close since then with everything, but, you know, obviously they've impressed us, as Drew mentioned. Yeah, Rio, and the, uh, they also did it with their apes that recently minted, um, test i think it was like a maybe like two months ago or so and uh so they also did it again with uh with the secondary collection and and i think what's really cool about uh, for for a holder like i was able to mint the og collection and um to hear it like of course it it is innovative and it is different and it's it's a unique identifier for you know coming out with new tech or at least trying to create a new standard and it's interesting that it didn't seem like it was like widely adopted but uh, Rio, I agree with you that there is a certain level of confidence that you have, um, not only buying power of, you know, if something were to happen to have that opportunity to refund. But um, I think there's a lot to say about a team that doesn't necessarily need the funds to execute. And uh, I'm not going to throw any shade. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But I think we've all seen scenarios where um, maybe there's a very successful mint and uh, there's a lack of execution from like months after mint versus, you know, their level of dedication, their their level of commitment to community and value to holders prior to mints um, and, and maybe kind of going to a secondary mint. And so I think there is a lot to say about a, a founding team that doesn't necessarily need to be incentivized through um, through that raise or through through a mint to provide massive value. And I think some of the greatest teams that we've seen build in the space um, have proven to us that they don't need that. And uh, we've seen that through a few Freemans. Uh, we've seen it through projects like Bulls and Apes that kind of, uh, you know, they set that liquidity aside for six months and it's untouched, um, but they continue to build and and onboard and, you know, and and also employ a team that uh, that also continues to push submission from a variety of different factors and not just, uh, you know, two people that, that run the whole project and then we never hear from them like three, four, five, six months after mints. But um, I I know Travis joined uh, the space. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to, are we all going to migrate and jump in the Travis space? <laughs> yeah, but I was just going to, only thing I was going to leave on that too is, um, you know, with any success, I think it's super important too that it's, and I love that, I do love Wednesdays and it is important that we definitely recognize it because sometimes we forget and it is good to write, you know, write down what, what the success was or your win for the day. And, um, but I do not want to overshadow the lessons and the, and the, and what you've had to overcome to get to the, the wins. Um, because for sure, I, I, one of those people, I don't, I don't talk about wins and losses. Um, I don't consider, I take L's and they're not losses, they're lessons. Um, in everything, there's a lesson to be learned, growth to be had. And, um, I think that that's the other, the big key factor, like you just mentioned, there's free mints. There's so many communities out here that you see that have a different success path and story than we did, but they're just as successful, if not more successful. Um, so, and that's just based also, you know, like, how do you define success? Is it floor price? Is it holder count? Is it community activity? I mean, so, and like, you know, but, um, 
But the being able to understand that you've got to go through those challenges together and having a community on board with you that goes through those challenges with you together is super important. And so at the end of the day, um, our, I think being able to pivot, being able to adjust and being have, able to have an open communication with an amazing community for us is why we're still here and, um, and continue to grow. So build together, grow together. Thank you guys. I love it. This has been so fun. Yeah, no, Tess, it's been awesome to have you and, and maybe we'll, we'll transition, migrate over to Travis space and continue it. But um, yeah, communication is, I think, a superpower of bulls and apes. And, um, you know, I, I minted, I truthfully got out of the project. And then, you know, honestly, you getting into meta athletes and us connecting more kind of had me paying attention and, and quickly got me back in. And um, the level of communication, I think, through the mints, I think, was was so impressive to see of like um, just constant updates and expectations. And if expectations weren't met, there's something to follow up on. And um, yeah, it was it was incredible to see. But uh, I also want to I know there's a couple there's a couple um, holders in here that um, I know I haven't spoken to yet. And so uh, just just as a quick announcement through our partnership that was announced this week and uh, and we'll connect more tomorrow, Tess, to, to share it with more of the community. But oh, yeah, I'll pin. Do you want me to pin the, the space up before? We yeah, close? sure. If you have it, if you have it handy, I know we're going to pop off in a second, but if you have it handy, you can throw it up there. But um, I just wanted to let, uh, <clears throat> let everybody know that uh, Bulls and Apes holders, OG holders and OG Bulls do have meta athletes utility um, at full capacity. And so just by getting into our Discord and verifying your token uh, through Vulcan, uh, you'll have access to resources built by coaches. You have uh, opportunities to connect with community. And then you also have the greatest utility, in my opinion, which is CoachBot, which is uh, your ability to basically chime in and get direct mentorship instantly um, with any type of question, any type of struggle, any type of um, maybe it's something that you're curious on, whether it, whether it comes to nutrition or uh, mental fitness or physical. Um, and so it's uh, it's an incredible resource that um, that is now available to all OG bowl holders. And so if you weren't, you know, aware of it before, uh, hopefully you'll hopefully you'll dive in and, and uh, you know, experience it yourself. But we can dive into it more tomorrow, Tess, when uh, I think a lot more of the community is going to be involved and paying attention. But um, yeah, I'm going I'm to shut down the space. Everybody go find Travis space. Um, I would pull it up, but um, let's see if I can. I'll, I'll quickly pull it up now. but. Um, We'll we'll shoot over there and continue the conversation. I don't even know what the space is on, but uh, yeah, Tess, I think we can just kind of continue on with uh, with this because it is good to connect and, and having that in person time with you and NYC was incredible. And uh, we uh, in our group chats we always talk about how we want to do more spaces and connect. So this is awesome. Yeah, and I just pinned Travi up as well. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, guys, uh, Coach B, I think we lost him, but uh, Sharp Rio, appreciate you guys coming up and everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you over at Travis Space and, uh, and we'll continue to chat. Talk soon.